Welcome to Dreaming Back to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. During these podcasts, we share our unique experiences, perspectives, and practices that foster an understanding of how each dream speaks to awakening and guiding us on a personal and ecological level. I'm Katrina Dreamer, and I'm here today with my co-host, Mary Kay Casper, and a very special guest as well that I am going to let Mary Kay introduce. It's good to be here. Um, this is going to be a fun uh, podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Sue Scavo is with us today. She is the co-founder of Students of the Dream with her partner, Bill St. Cyr. And through their work and exploration with dreams, Sue and Bill have developed their style of working with dreams as embodied dream work. Sue has been an embodied dream work practitioner for over 20 years, working with individuals and in group settings. She has taught and facilitated dream work retreats as well as writing and dream workshops all over the US and in Europe at such venues as Eslin, Carpalo and Hollyhock. Sue also holds an MFA in poetry. She's an amazing poet. Her poems have been published in journals such as Asterix, Poet Lore and anthologies such as What Have You Lost? edited by Naomi Shibab Nai. Welcome, Sue. It's so good to have you with us. And we're going to talk about embodied dream work today. Um, excited to look at how embodied, what embodied work dream work is and how its approach um, impacts the work of dreaming back to the, or, to the earth. So let's just start off and um, Katrina and I are going to kind of popcorn this and um, have you talk to us about what is embodied dream work? What is, well, first I want to say thanks for having me. I, I'm, I really love your guys' podcast and uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. So thanks for having me. I want to say that first. I love, I love, I love the, I love dreaming back to, earth, to the earth. I think, um, you know, I love the whole foundation of what it is that you're doing and I very much believe in it. So I just, I wanted to start by saying that. Um, so what is embodied dream work? Um, it's a really good question. You would think I would have an easy answer because <laughs> it's like, this is what we do. It's what we do. Um, I guess it's just like dreaming. It's hard to like say what it is exactly. You know, for me, I, embodied dream work is, is working with dreams with, you know, the simple answer is obviously working with the dreams with the whole body. Um, I, I believe that dreams work with us in many different layers, um, like so many different layers. And one of the ways that they work with us is through sort of our understanding, our mind, through, you know, our intellect. Uh, and the other way, the other things that dreams do, I believe, is access the wisdom that we carry in our body. Um, so our body, you know, we, we know that we carry memory in our body. We know that, we know that um, our DNA and our RNA is encoded with memory from generations and generations. So to me, when dreams evoke um, scenarios for us to live in, dream. it's not like, you know, I always think it was like, you know, it's not like uh, archetypal beings are like sitting us down at a table and saying, okay, so we're gonna talk about all the things we need to talk about and you're gonna go and do homework and you're gonna write a paper, then you're gonna come back. Like dream, dreams rarely work that way. I mean, I've, I had one dream a little bit like that. <laughs> but I think it was a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, but mostly dreams are experiences. They, they plop us into, they drop us into places, into events, into a uh, relationship. Um, they, they drop us into storms, into dinner parties, into other planets. And, um, you know, for me, part of what I feel the dreams want us to do is like to have, they do this to evoke our physical experience with the dream and with dreaming too. I mean, even if we're like watching the dream, like on a movie, like, we're, you know, even if we're not part of the dream, that's still a physical experience of the dream. You know, even if I'm in a dream that might be really scary and I'm completely numb, that's still a physical experience of the dream. So to me, um, to be 
you know, I think the dreams want to help us be more embodied. I've been thinking about how, we, how we're trained to be disembodied, I think. And I think dreams want to bring us back, back to our bodies and back to our experience. Um, again, I think our bodies carry a lot of wisdom. So um, when we don't have access to our bodies or when, we, when we've been taught not to trust our bodies and trust our instinct, then we, then we lose a whole, so many layers of information and um, wisdom and our own magic. Um, I think, you know, to relate it to dreaming back to the earth, I think it's part of what keeps us away from our connection to the planet and our connection to, you know, the, the quote natural world, even though we are, we are the natural world, but like, you know, I think there's a way that when we're not in our bodies, it's hard for us to be on the planet. It's hard for us to have empathy for the planet. It's hard for us to remember that we are of the planet. So I, I, to me, that they, they go together. What does that, in, in terms of the, the embodied dream work, how would that look in terms of you working with the dream then? Well, um, that's, that's a great question. So, um, Part of what that looks like and feels like is, well, let me back it up and just say, uh, go back to like the body's wisdom, because it's part of how I work with dreams um, with, with people. Um, you know, I, I have this belief that we have a lot of like Gnostic knowledge in our bodies, which I just said, and I think when we're disembodied, we don't have access to that. Just like when we're, when we're um, disembodied from our dreams and we don't we don't have access to all that wisdom so when working with somebody with a dream what it looks like is um, part of my intention is I go in knowing that people carry wisdom in their bodies and um, more wisdom than th that they may even know I mean myself included and so um, part of my intention is to work in a way that mirrors the dream, which is, I think the dream works to build our intuition and our knowing too, and our trust in ourselves. So that's, I go in with that intention. So what that looks like is even opening a dream. I'm very much in, in conversation with the dreamer. I'm very much in conversation um, around their associations with the dream. Um, so what it looks like when we, when, I, when we open a dream together, I ask a lot of questions and I ask a lot of questions about their associations. I don't make assumptions about what um, what uh, what something is in a dream. Um, even though when like when I work with somebody for a long time, I you know I have to make sure that I'm, I'm checking my assumptions about what someone thinks in a dream, especially if I know them, um, because it's their association. It's not like some like dream dictionary association. So first level is I want to know what things mean to them in the dream, and then the second thing. Um, is I want to know what their experience is like you know if they're driving a car I'm like well what's it like driving the car like what's the experience of driving the car do you like driving cars what do you think of cars do you have a car I'm you know I'm, I want to get into not just the intellectual associative mind but also into the associative uh, you know full body experience of it like you know driving cars some people love driving cars some you know like me some people like driving cars really fast some people don't, they, they like driving cars really. So some people are afraid to drive. Some people don't have cars that don't even have driver's license. So, you know, even that simple thing about, you know, if a dream opens, I'm driving a car. There's a lot of information in, in that simple statement about their relationship to cars and what's going on in their bodies around that as well as in their, in their thinking process. So, um, so when we open things together and, and then we work with what comes up, not like, you know, I don't have an association with cars that like when you're in a car, it means this, or when you're in a house, it means this. Um, I, I have the association of like, oh, they're in a car. I wonder what cars are for them. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, and, and it may be like, and even like, so let's say somebody like, I have friends who live in New York City who've never driven. I have this one friend who's like scared of driving. And um, so they had a dream about driving and they were having fun. The, driving then the two next together is really interesting someone who's like terrified to be in cars but they're actually fun having a good time driving that's really that's really good information on what is it in their body and that opens up a whole line of inquiry that um if i hadn't asked the question of like what are cars to you and do you like driving but you know to skip that would like to, to, to skip something that the body has to say about about their experience and what the dream has to say about whatever's going on in the dream um 
I mean, we also do retreats, Mary Kay, you know, but or, you know, you've done retreats um, at, um, together. And, you know, so it's also when we do a, a retreat, we actually act out the dream. So we get up and we move, we move and we become things like, you know, again, if we go to the car dream, we have some people play the car, if it, you know, if it started out with, I'm driving a car, we'd have like four people act like the car. And then, you know, we'd have the, the dreamer actually driving and we'd move them around the space, you know, just to kind of enact the knowledge of the body enact or that wisdom that we carry in the body um, that can open up when we move our bodies. Um, so, you know, and I, I will do that sometimes in session too. I'll ask somebody to get up and move around, like, you know, go over here and go over here and now like switch it out or what's it like to be, be the car? What's it like to be the car? <laughs> you know, well, so we switched out just to get, to see what the body has to say about all these different places. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to leave space for Katrina to jump in if you can, if you have anything. Um, um, one of the things that I that you said in at the beginning around um, like being in the body and how the body is really connected to our groundedness um, with the earth, and so you know in terms of how you work with dreams, how do you see that um, playing itself out in terms of working with the dream? And you know I I really get that you know believing that working with a dream can help us remember our connection to earth and and very much so in the body and so how how do you see this type of embodied dream work working with someone around that whole notion i mean even you know individually and collectively how the the dream helps us to remember who we are in relationship to the earth and i, and I love what you're saying about being really grounded in the body around that like you can really feel that sometimes in dreams um, um yeah another great question it makes me i i read I, I read this thing that a sculptor said and i don't remember the guy's name and i feel infinitely terrible about it but this guy said he does um sculptors of of, of humans all his artwork is humans and somebody asked him one time why do you do that and he's like well because everything happens in the body and um I'm, you know, I read that like 15 years ago and I thought it just keeps resonating for me. Like everything does happen in the body. My experience happens, everything happens. And even when something happens to me, it's still my experiences in the body. Um, so to me, to bring us into being into the body, I think just naturally makes us be in the world in a different way. Um, it naturally brings us into um, our sensual experience of ourselves in the world. And what I mean by sensual, I mean by like being of the senses. Like when we're disembodied, um, we we may not notice the world because we're not of our senses either. So you know, I think about like I used to live in San Francisco, and I you know think about my like commute downtown to work, and there were days when I you know. I just would leave my apartment, get on the train and go to work. And I, you know, barely noticed anything because I was not in my body. But when you're in your body, you notice, even in a city, you can like notice the trees, notice the way people are moving together, notice the sway of bodies on the train, notice what it's like to come out from the underground into the sunlight, like, or into rain or whatever. Like you're much, you're much more, when you're connected to, to the thing that is the most natural thing to you, which is your body, then you... It, it, I think it opens up all the natural connections we have. Um, I think, um, you know, before I started dr doing dream work, I wasn't that, I mean, I played sports in high school and stuff. I played soccer and whatever, but it wasn't until I started doing dream work that I actually really enjoyed doing things. Like I love to walk. I ran, I was a runner for a while, but I love to walk. And like, when I walk now, I notice, I feel part of the landscape I'm in, no matter what landscape I'm in, I feel really part of it. And that wasn't 100% true before, um, before I started doing dreaming. So I think 
first we've got to know that we are of the earth. We've got to come into the place where everything happens for us, which is, you know, in our own skins. And then that I think opens us up to all the connections that are already there in the world, but, but, with, <clears throat> but that we don't notice. You know, again, I think we're trained out of our bodies. You know, I was raised um, Catholic and definitely was like raised to not be in my body, to not trust my body, that my body has original sin and um, I can't trust my instincts or my needs um, because, you know, they're not good. So, you know, I grew up not like really trusting, especially as a woman growing up with the Roman Catholic mythology, I grew up not trusting myself like inherently not trusting what I felt or what I believed or um, anything like that. And that, I think that's just like a cultural norm, especially, you know, especially for people who aren't mainstream in our culture, mean, meaning a white straight man. So um, a white straight <laughs> Christian man, maybe specific. So, so to come out of that kind of, you know, so I think because of that, a lot of people are trained to be to think that there's something wrong with their own natural way of being in their bodies and in their worlds, you know, be, be that, um, you know, asking questions about our gender, asking questions about our sexuality, uh, you know, knowing something about who we are and how we express ourselves in the world. I think um, it's scary to ask those questions when we're, we're not supposed to be in our body anyway. So I think working with dreams in this way, and I, and I think dreams, have that intention to help us be back in ourselves and back into the place where we experience everything um, so that we can open those lines of inquiry for ourselves. Right, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking about <clears throat> what happens when being in your body is scary, like people who have trauma, or I'm even thinking about for myself, like I manage chronic pain, I manage chronic illness, and sometimes I don't want to be in my body. And I'm somebody who, you know, has done a lot of work around being connected with the earth and connected with body, but there are some moments where it is just not, it doesn't feel okay, right? So I'm curious how any of those things would interact with this style of dream work? Uh, you know, very much so. I mean, I think it's, some of those issues are at the heart of it for me. So I'm gonna start with uh, chronic pain since, you know, and I'm sorry that you suffer with that, of course. Um, you know, I think coming into being embodied in ourselves um, means that we get to start to make choices about about what it means to be in our bodies. So, you know, you know, in the nice way, it's like, oh, like, who do I want to love? And do I feel like I'm the gender I was, I was assigned at birth or, you know, all, you get to have those questions. And then we have, um, then we have questions like, it hurts. Like, you know, I have a disease and it hurts. And um, sometimes it's okay to take a step out of the body. But in those cases, like, you know, and I want to say that our body teaches us that too. I mean, if you think about what shock is, like if you, we have a, a, tra a traumatic event happen to us, to the body, um, our body goes into shock so that we don't have to feel the, we don't, so we don't feel the extreme pain that if we didn't have shock <laughs> that we would be experiencing. So the body actually in those moments actually takes us out of the body. Like the wisdom of, of the body says like, okay, that's too much. So we're going to, we're going to go over here. And, um, and when you, ha when it's safe for you to experience it or whatever, we'll, you know, we'll bring you back. So that's really smart. That's a really, you know, and crazy smart thing that our bodies can do. I mean, I think it's very miraculous and I think it saves a lot of people in, for many situations, including trauma, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but the thing about like when we're disembodied and we don't, and, and we're not aware of it or we're not, Fully, we don't know what that means for us, or um, we feel like it's not okay to be in our bodies, and we lose choice. So a lot of people learn how to survive trauma, chronic pain, illness by just stepping, being next to the body um, rather than in the body. And um, I think what trauma does and what cultural learning does is that um, 
it says that is the only place to go. The only way to survive is to go there. I think dreams want us in this way of thinking about the body, want us to be in a place where we have a choice. So, um, you know, I suffered from a bad gallbladder for many, many years. Um, and, you know, it's when you get a full body gallbladder attack, it's, you know, it's very painful. So, you know, I didn't want, I don't like surgery. So I didn't want, I was trying to heal it. Um, I ended up having to have surgery after a long time, but um, you know, when I could feel the attack come on, I would just, I would do things like to, to step to the side, to be like, okay, it's coming. I need to be next to, I'm not going to go into the feeling of the pain in my side, like, because that's actually not helpful, but, but then I had a choice. Then I had a choice. It's like, okay, this is gonna be really hard. So let me do the things I know to do to get through this episode. Um, and then I had the choice, like when it felt okay, that to come back. So to me, you know, being embodied doesn't mean being in my body all the time. It just means like, I mean, or being like fully in my senses all the time. It means like having an awareness of when I need to be next to my body and when I need to be in my body. Um, you know, I think about just having, you know, times when, even when it doesn't have to do with like, certain things of like being next to my body to get through a situation. It might be something like scary in the world. Like, you know, you know, it might be threatened on a city street or something. I don't know. Like, that's a good time to be like, you know, not like, I wonder what I'm feeling right now, but be like, okay, I just need to get out. So there's something about like having choice that I think is really key to this. Um, we kind of lose choice about how we get to be with our bodies. We lose choice about how to, about how we wanna be in relationship to our physicality, um, you know, through a lot of things. You know, even through, even when we have, you know, illness, we, we get that choice taken away even in that way, like, cause illness is just illness, you know, it's nobody's fault. Um, so there's something about like bringing back choice to that. Um, and I think that does relate to trauma because I think what happens in trauma is that um, you know, there's a traumatic event and then there's what happens around the traumatic event. And so I think in the traumatic event, part of what the trauma is that we, is that we lose choice. So let's say a child is sexually abused by a grown up. They don't, they lose power and they don't have, they don't have power and they lose choice. And then, then afterwards they don't really have, you know, unless they have a family that can listen to them or a safe place, they don't have any place to bring it. We certainly don't have a culture that encourages that sort of thing. So that's changing a little, um, just a little though. Um, so we lose choice that way. And so um, one of the things we learn about trauma is we lose choice. So how we respond to that is that we try to like have control in the places we have control. So some people are like, I don't ever want to be in my body again. It's too scary. Um, and then they, but then they don't know how to get back. They don't know how to be, they don't know, they don't know that they can do this thing where you go back and forth um, and that we can choose to go back and forth um, and that our body teaches us, you can go back and forth. Um, so I think dreams can help show us that we have choice, also show us where we lose the choice. I mean, some people, um, you know, I, I think most people have trauma, I, you know, I, do I think that 100% of people have trauma? I, I would guess yes. I mean, it doesn't maybe look the same for everybody. It may not like be a huge traumatic event that people like always label as trauma, but I think we all carry, it's a you know, again, it's a natural part of being on this planet. Some of it's like, you know, we're in like terrible climate change right now. I have friends who live in Colorado who are going through trauma every year because they're like, is the landscape going to burn down? Are we going to run out of water? You know, like I have friends in California who are like, have to have their bags packed. Like, so we're living in, even if we don't have trauma based on human relationship, well, I guess climate change is human relationship, but like we still have trauma. Like, so, you know, I think, I think our dreams wanna help us bring us into relationship with our trauma, whether it's from childhood or adulthood or all of it. And instead of like having the control taken away from us, it's about, it's like about bringing back agency to ourselves. And again, when we lose our connection to, I think our, our physical selves and also the wisdom of the body, we lose our intuition. We, you know, then it's hard to know, like, you know, it's hard to know what's going on. 
you know, it's hard to, to access like the body's wisdom of like, this is a time to leave, for example. I did this, you know, so I did this exercise. I, I did a vision quest in the desert many, many years ago. And uh, it was with a group of women. And one of the things we did before going out to do a solo four day uh, thing was um, they're like, you have to be aware of your surroundings so in case danger comes. So we did this exercise where we stood, I had to stand in the middle of a circle of women and they were like, close your eyes. And when you feel someone come towards you, like turn and point to them. Cause they were like trying to say like, when you're out in the desert, if you feel danger, you have to be kind of aware. So I, I stood in the circle and I kept going, no, no, that's not it, no. And then the person, I was so not trusting myself. I, the person came literally directly in front of me and I was still like, no, 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 it's probably not right. It was amazing to me. Now I am a victim of child sexual abuse and this was before I did any work around it. And I was so not trusting myself. You know, they'd had me do it again. And before the person twitched, I'm like, there. It's like, as soon as I knew it was okay to trust myself, I was like, boom. And they were like, I hadn't even moved yet. So that taught me a lot about like, about like what it is to like not trust ourselves. So, um, you know, the dreams will take us to the places where we lost that connection. You know, so that, you know, of course dreams do trauma work and we have scary dreams and we have, you know, sometimes like horrifying dreams. And part of that is because we're already living some kind of horror that we haven't faced yet. And the dreams wanna give us space to do that. Would you say that it's, I don't know if better is the word, but you know, is carrying a lot of trauma or if somebody really is struggling with being embodied at all, is it better for them to do this kind of work with someone? Or would you say that they could still this kind of dream work on their own? Yeah, you know, a really good question again. I think that, um, I think it depends on the person, I, I think. I think, you know, I, 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 so I, let me talk about my own experience. I, I think for me, it's been really helpful for me to walk through my work with somebody, to have someone with my dreams reflect back. Um, because again, like if, if, if we're disconnected from ourselves, it's hard, to, it's hard to know. And sometimes the dreams will present themselves in, through our, our eyes rather than through like the dream's eyes. <laughs> So I go into my dream with my beliefs. Um, and if my beliefs are skewed by trauma and everything that happens around trauma, like shame and self-doubt and self-loathing and all those things, then I'm not gonna be able to see what the dream is presenting because I have the story about myself. Um, you know, I get 20 years and I'm still like, I'll wake up and go like, ah, oh, that was such, I, that was a bad dream. I can't believe I did that thing in the dream. I'm 20, and I know this, and I tell people when you wake up, don't judge your dreams. And then I wake up and I'm totally judging what I did in the dream. So yeah, I mean, I still have a dream practitioner. I go every two weeks, um, sometimes every three weeks, depending on my week, um, you know, because I, I need that, I need someone to hold that space for me. Um, that doesn't mean I don't work some of my dreams on my own. I do, um, of course, so, so I'll go to a session, I'll be like, oh, I had this dream and this how I've been working with it. Um, so I think it's more like of a balance. So some people can feel really comfortable doing that for themselves. Um, and, and I think when it comes to like doing like the really scary dreams, um, I, I think the other thing about trauma is that because we have choice taken away and because we often have choice about speaking about it, taking it away around, because of our culture, I think we get very isolated. And then we have to learn how to survive by ourselves. And so um, I think part of what dreams wanna do is they wanna bring us back into relationship with ourselves, but also with in the connection with our spirituality, whatever it is, and also with other people. Um, so it, I think the dreams wanna bring us out of isolation. So um, I think that for certain parts of people's work, it, I, you know, again, it depends on the person, but I, I think, I mean, I think you can, but I guess for me, it's like, I feel like, why would I? I, I you know, before I started doing this work, I've been doing everything by myself my entire life anyway, and actually not getting a lot of it right because of how, how I thought about myself, you know, based on my experiences. Um, so um, to me, it's 
part of like working with somebody is um, to help me get through the really hard stuff so I don't have to walk, you know, walk through what the dreams are presenting by myself. Um, and I want to say like, you know, dreams don't just do trauma work, they do becoming work or they do manifestation work or coming into ourselves. And I have found that that is honestly more scary to me than trauma work. Um, I'm like, give me a good trauma dream. I know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, not really. And I'm, I'm being a little, um, you know, whatever, because trauma work is really intense. And so is, so is like becoming. So is the dream that says, you know, this is who you really are. Can you stay, can you face that and step into that? You know, we have the dreams that says, this is what you've been through and it might, might've been harder than you realized. And then we have the dreams that are like, and this is who you are. Like, you know, to me, like, you know, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, like, I can, let me, that is like, that's outside of my comfort zone. Because, you know, the thing about doing trauma work is we're working with things that we kind of know. So it's expanding our knowledge about it and expanding, you know, expanding those things. But to, to step into the unknown um, is, you know, to me, like, I'm, I'm still like, okay, <laughs> I'll wake up with a quote, you know, a dream where it's like a very expansive kind of dream. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, my heart's pounding more than it, when I had my terrifying nightmares. So that's what I wanted to throw that into. Is that, I mean, this is really good. Is that oh, so true? I think like, oh. <laughs> there's that delay. <laughs> Go for it, Katrina. Oh, I'm gonna say, um, you know, I, I was kind of putting together all the pieces about what you were talking about that, you know we can go along kind of being unconscious to all of things or, you know, how the trauma affected us, or how the pain or the illnesses affect us. Um, so becoming conscious is a whole process and it can be painful and hard. Yeah, there's that other piece of really seeing the true art. And I think that is like for my, you know, I'll speak from my own experience, that is really you know, when I've done dream work or I've done therapy um, and therapists or dream workers have reflected that back to me, it is like, uh, okay, you, you, but, uh, you know, and, and it, it is, it is scary. I like what, I like what you said about how the dream is helping us see the truth that we're not isolated, that we're not alone we are in community that we do have there is connection that's bigger than us whatever however we understand that and one of one of the big points of dream work is to help us remember that and connect with that so that we can understand that more it helps tell us forward or move us out of these states where we're thinking small being feeling stuck or totally yeah. and i and i think that's related to the you know to the like, oh, people are like the natural world i'm like i am the natural world i want people like i in my apartment in maine in my little condo complex i am in the natural world like it doesn't matter if i'm in new york city or san francisco or london i'm in the natural world um but i do think so i just want to start with that but i do think like you know so to that that community that it opens us up to is not just human community, but it's a community with, you know, with, you know, I really, I have, I'm a tree person and um, I didn't really know I was a tree person until I started having a, a million dreams about trees. And so, you know, I feel really good when I'm around trees. Like I feel this connection to trees that I didn't, you know, before dreaming, I didn't know that I had, um, you know, like, you know, if, if I'm having like a hard moment, I'll just be like, right, let me just like, go down to the roots and feel all, like literally just the trees around me. I'm, I'll just be like, let me like, just feel the, the roots of the trees that are underneath me right now. And then it helps me just like, but, but before I didn't even know to do that. You know, like before I didn't know I had a connection to the trees. I didn't know I had a connection to the animals, you know, and I think, you know, and I think dreams will work with us in a very visceral way in that way too. Like I've had a lot of dreams about specific trees or being in a specific kind of forest, or I've had, a lot of dreams about being with, you know, being with specific animals, sometimes running away from them, <laughs> sometimes not. Like, you know, like, and I think part of those, part of that, 
those kind of dreams is like to to remind us that you know I am connected to that bear. Or I am connected to pair to bear in the world. Like I am connected um, to these things that you know. Again, I think we live in a culture, especially in the Western world, where it's like us and other, like man and nature, man and animals, instead of like nature <laughs> and my brother the bear and my brother the whale and um, and I think you know part of being disembodied is uh, is that we don't you know but that gets ever too I don't you know I'm not in the you know I, I have a thing about whales I go whale watching a lot when I can and you know I'm not like looking at the whale thinking oh this is cool about that thing over there I'm actually ex having my own experience with the whale like you know like feeling the whale, knowing that the whale sees the boat and is coming over to check us out. Not like, oh, we just happened to be here and the boat, you know, the whale came up. I'm like, no, the whale knows where we are. It's coming over to check us out. Like, you know, like, let's check it out. And, you know, and, and, and to have that sort of like relationship. Um, so, you know, I do think like when we dream about the, nat the natural world, um, it's part, you know, one intention is to bring us back into relationship with it, for sure. And that helps us feel not alone, because then we're never alone. Then we're never alone. We always have the planet. We always have the, this tree or this scrub pine or, you know, that lizard or whatever. You know, we're, we're always connected in that way. And then we also get to connect with the guides that come to us in our dreams. If I have a dream about a bear. I've got my bear guide or a wolf or, you know, an archetypal human figure. Like, then I'm also not walking the world, walking in my life alone in that way. I have them with me too. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about connecting with the roots, like, and, and you know, from your from your condo or your apartment. Um, I've been going through this situation in the last six months or so where it's been hard to get outside to walk. It's just, there's a lot of pain. And so, I've been coming back to reminding myself that I can connect, even if it's not my body is literally in front of the tree. Like I can still connect with the tree or I can um, look at the sky or I can look at the grass or, you know, and it doesn't have to be in person. And then that makes me think about how important the dream is because the dream lets us have that experience that does feel like we are, well, and actually I would argue that we are, <laughs> that we are there with the tree or we are there with the water or the animal, right? And so it can be a really powerful way for, for in those situations, able to connect. And, you know, in waking, it's, it's trickier. Right. So if we can't physically because of, if we can't, I mean, if I can't get out to the trees because of some physical issue, I just close my eyes and I go to the dream where, you know, I'm, I'm in the redwoods or where I'm like, you know, I can just, and because I, I, I agree, I think I am in that place, you know, I think I, you know, I had this one dream where I was sitting at the base of a tree and I was in the tree and I were talking, like I can just go in, in the dream, in the dream, obviously <laughs> not waking like that would be cool though. Um, but I was like, you know, just sitting there and um, I, I'll, I'll go to that tree, you know, I'll just like, just go to the tree and just feel and and yeah I, I believe that we're there that that tree is real and that it's a real conversation and it's not a figment of my imagination it's not my unconscious um that there is there there is exchange there is relationship in those moments so yeah so even if we can't do it because of the, the state of our bodies or the state of our circumstances you know, i think about people who are like in war-torn countries who can't go out of their house because bombs are going off. Um, you know, it, you know, the dreams also give us a place to go um, in order to get the thing that we need. Um, you know, and just kind of to circle back around the trauma work, I think they do that around trauma work too. They, they, they give us a place to go, you know, they give us places to go in our dreams in order to, to heal the trauma in ways that we didn't have in our outer world. So just like, just like if I can't get outside, you know, 
because I'm I mean, like for you, like if you can't get out there, then you go in your dreams in the place where you can. Um, it's the same thing with trauma. Like, well, I can't go and I can't go back in time and heal the trauma or like do something different or go with the knowledge, you know, the consciousness I have now, but the dreams will take me through a process of healing around the trauma in a way I didn't have space for when I was, you know, when I was six. So, um, or when I was 12 or when I was, you know, 25, like, you know, the dreams will take us through and give us healing so that we don't have to keep living at that time back then. Um, so that we can manifest, so we can discover who we are. So again, it's, you know, they do create, there's a, it creates a space to go and it creates a space for healing. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what's beautiful about what you're both talking about and what I really believe deeply about, especially around our connection to the earth is that we don't even have, I mean, dare I say this, we may not even have to work the dream, but to just be conscious that we have dreamt. And because the dream gives us the experiences that we may not, for a variety of reasons, be able to experience in waking life. In waking life, I speak to being not being asleep. And it, that to me is really powerful because I can be in my dreams, I can be in the nurturing embrace of someone or, you know, uh, swimming out in the ocean and feeling safe or, or being with a tree. Um, and if I come back to waking life and remember those experiences, they connect me with the earth. They connect me with my nature, which is is nature as a whole. And so it's like, I don't even have to work the dream in a way. I can just remember that feeling of being in the dream and it's powerful. And I think, I wonder if most people, you know, don't let themselves remember that they put aside the dream and yet here's this moment in a dream that, that helps us to remember what it means to be loved or to be nourished in some way or connected. And I love that about, about the dream, that it, it, allow, it provides for that, um, even when you're not working it. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that, oh, I have two things to say. Like, one is that I think, um, I, absolutely, we can just like, if I wake from a dream feeling like exhilarated, I just like be with that. Like, you know, if I woke, you know, I, you know, I used to run, I can't run anymore because it hurts my knees. So I miss running, but like, sometimes I'll have dreams where I'm running and it's like, I love that feeling. So, you know, if I wake up from a running dream, I can just be like, oh, right. That's what it feels in my body. And I can have it, you know, I can't run, but I can still have it in my day. I can access that feeling. Um, and I don't need to analyze the dream or anal analyze, I quote, I, I don't actually think that what we do when we open a dream is analyze a dream. I think we re-embody re and re-experience our lives. Um, so yeah, but, you know, and some of it is simply just being with the experience or, you know, Mary Kay, you taught me like, one of the things you've taught me is about like, you know, just being in the landscape of dream and just like checking it out. <laughs> like, like wow look at this like you know you know just taking a breath in that moment and 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 opening that um in a way that is really profound and just like in acknowledging your presence and your really and, and your experience of your presence in the landscape again even if it's like i i feel numb or i feel like i'm watching tv it's still like you're still in the landscape and you're still having an experience of it um and the other thing i wanted to say about sort of like do we need to work dreams every dream uh, you know i've been thinking about this a lot this year i'm writing a book about dreaming and so i've been thinking about dreamings from a theory point of view and um you know we dream every night that's a crazy amount of dreams like and we don't remember them all we couldn't i thought oh my god if i could if i remembered every dream i had and worked every dream that's all i would be doing literally um and i'm pretty sure that the dreams don't aren't asking for that so I think that sometimes we have dreams that we're not supposed to remember, actually, that the dreams are working on us in a way that we may wake up feeling, having a feeling like something happened, <laughs> like, whoa, I wonder, what, I wonder what that was, or, you know, like, you know, so I think 
it goes back to Katrina, what you were saying about like, you know, or, you know, your, your belief and, you know, my, I think all of our beliefs are that like when we're in a dream, we're actually there. It is a place that is true. Like the, the tree is there in a dream, but there's a tree. Well, I think that when we go into experiences in our dreams, there's some things that whether we remember them or not, we still had those experiences. I mean, I can't remember everything I did when I was 24, thank God. You know, but is that memory in me? Sure. Is the feeling memory in me? Sure. I think it's the same way with dreaming that we have a lot of experiences in our dream world that are just there and that are part of us and that we don't need to like, that the dreams are kind of like, don't open it. Just, we're just <laughs> like, you know, some people are like, oh, I wanted to remember this dream, but oh, the only thing I could catch was this one moment. I'm always like, that's the moment the dream wanted you to catch. So let's work with that and just like respect the rest of it. like. A lot happened, we know that, let's open the part that you did get. And, you know, and it's always a lot, of course, because anytime you open a dream, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, one, one little moment in a dream opens the, the door to the entire landscape. So to me, I'm like, you know, I only need a moment or a feeling. Like I've had people say to me, I woke up really scared or I woke up like kind of elated. I'm like, I can do, we can talk about that for hours. like. <laughs> Like, you know, we don't need the scene necessarily sometimes. And, I, you know, and sometimes I think about the intention of the dreams to us is like, you know, sometimes I'm like, the dreams aren't giving it to me because I don't need it. I need the feeling. I just need the physical feeling. So I just, you know, to me, I just kind of trust that. Um, and again, I think it's very individual. Um, I think that one of the things that dreams also teach us is how we process things. So sometimes... Uh, and how people process things is totally different, completely individual. Everyone has their own spiritual path, their own intellectual beliefs, their own, you know, sort of passions and ways of expression. So there is no way to like do trauma work. There's your way to do trauma work. And I think there's your way to do becoming work. And I think that the dreams also work with that. And, um, and they help us not just like do the healing and the becoming, but they help us discover our process. Like, how do, how do I process things? You know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, who think like, you know, I think about like neurodiversity and I think about, you know, people who don't think like mainstream people, which again, to me is white, you know, male, straight, kind of in, in, in this culture, Christian, I, you know, a lot of people think in many different ways. And so I think the dreams work with us to find our own way to work with ourselves like you know you know i you know i have people who are come from so many different spiritual backgrounds like i have a lot of people who are uh who practice zen and you know we talk about sitting they they in their sitting practice and their experiences when they sit i am not a zen practitioner i do not sit it is not my way uh, i walk that is my way and so you know we have very different experiences are either one of them wrong no it's great we each get to and i think the dreams really work with that like to find all the ways that we work um and again coming back to the body like that even means like choosing when to be in the body and when not to be in the body in a way that actually works for us um so even that is incredibly personal i feel like i've kind of strayed from the question <laughs> i don't remember what the question was No, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I, I feel like we could keep talking here. There's so many questions I have and um, so much more that we could explore. Um, I think one of the things that as we start coming to the end here, one of the things that um, we do at the end of our, towards the end of our podcast is um, share some kind of an exercise or ritual that's that we could um, ex that our listeners could explore as related to unbody work and and it's been so great talking with you about all of this and actually for me getting to know a little bit more about what you believe about what you do this is really helpful for me um what i'm thinking and katrina you can jump in too that as we as we are coming to the end here. Um, 
there's so much that you talk about in terms of working to discover what the wisdom is. Um, for someone that would, you know, engage in embodied dream work, how does one bring that wisdom into waking life as a practice? Um, and I wonder if there's some, some um, particular way that you could share. And I'm also thinking about you as a poet and the creative nature of what we do with, that's a whole different topic. Um, but, we could do a whole show um, just on that. A show on creativity in the dream <laughs> but I'm, you know, and I know you work with, you know, your writing as a way of bringing dreams to life for you. Um, but could you, you know, share maybe with our listeners a way that you would bring embodied dream work into waking life, the wisdom of that? And, and Katrina, do you have anything, is there anything more that needs to be said or we want to bring up here? Um, okay. No, that's good. She's giving the thumbs up. This has been um, so good. You know, I, I think it's a really tender thing um, on how to be with the dreams. You know, I think sometimes, um, It's a ritual. I mean, I guess, you know, first to, you know, I, when when I talk to someone who is interested in doing this work, I always I often talk about, um, talk about dream work in this kind of, because I'm a writer and I think about language and I think about, uh, I think about conversation a lot about relationship. Um, I, I, I say that like, um, you know, our dreams want us to come into conversation with them. They want us to be in relationship and conversation. And um, for the most part, we ignore it unless there's a, you know, really a dream that won't not get our attention. Um, but mostly, most people are just like, you know, the kind of shuffle to the side or they're like, oh, it's like, it's like, you know, then becomes a psychological thing, which it can be. Um, but like, I like to talk about like, our dreams want to be in conversation with us. You know, the dreaming wants us to be in relationship. And so, um, the first thing I say is like, you know, is just to be open to the conversation. It's just to be like, you know, to sit, you know, to like, just kind of have an intention with your dream saying, I, you know, I'm curious to hear what you, you, what you want to bring to me or what you're trying to say to me. Um, and, um, and to know that once you open the conversation, the, you know, the dreams don't, will change too. So then it opens, it, it becomes as back and forth. So even if you're just sitting with the dream, you know, like if you wake up from a dream and, um, and like, well, like you were saying earlier, Mary Kay, like you can just sit with the experience of the dream. You can just be like, okay, I'm just going to sit with what it feels like in my body right now. Um, I'm going to be with this experience in my body right now. Um, you know, so for a dream where it's like, you know, a lovely dream, like, you know, being held and nurtured or a dream where it's a, you know, where I feel... I can, you know, even it's as simple as like just standing on the shoreline feeling the breeze, like, you know, you can just take a breath into that. You know, it's if, it's, if it's like, you know, you know, it's a little harder to do that when it's a terrifying dream. <laughs> so, you know, you can just be like, so sometimes with those dreams, it's like, just to take a step back and say like, you know, like ask the dream world, like, why are you bringing me this dream? Like, you know, I'm here to listen. I'm here to like receive you and I don't understand. And just to be with that, um, just to acknowledge that there's something that the dreams are bringing. I think that, you know, Katrina, you were talking about like, it's about raising, con you know, bring things into our consciousness. And I think that's true. Like, it's just to bring consciousness to it and to acknowledge that there's a lot that, the dream that, the, that dreaming wants to bring to us. I think to do that, to wake and just to take maybe like a moment to be with what, what it was. And, um, you know, like some people, like, you know, if it's a scary dream to be like, I get that it's scary. I'm going to put it on the table. I'm not going to be in the fear part, but I'm going to put it on the table. I, I have this image of always like, especially when a dream brings up something that's uncomfortable that I don't want to embody, for example, I'm going to be like, okay, but I'm going to put it on the table. I'm going to keep it in the room. All right. So I had a dream about, you know, this person from my childhood who I haven't thought about in a long time, who was a bully or something. Like, I really don't want to hang out with that person all day, but I'm going to put it in the room because there's something I need. There's something about that that's affecting me now. So I'm going to just be like, okay, I accept that into the room. Um, and that, just acknowledging that can actually change a lot. 
just be like, okay, I don't know what it is, but there's something about in relationship to that time in my life that is affecting me now. So I'm going to be like open to that. And I think, I think that, you know, that does a lot. I mean, I do think dreams work, half of the work of dreams is for us to acknowledge what's already true, that we may already know, but we're afraid to know. So I think just acknowledging that there's truths that are coming and being with those truths, even if we don't know what they are, I think is a really, was, you know, would be a really good way to start. Yay. No, that's great. <laughs> I, I like that idea of just, I mean, it, but even the simple piece of just, I'm going to, I'm going to let this be in the room. I mean, I, it might need to be in, in like a bubble <laughs> by itself or something, but just like let that piece in the room and just let it be, not the pushing away. I mean, right. that, I think it sounds so simple, but I think it could be really a powerful practice for people. It's really profound. Um, you know, I've had people say like, I had this one person who said like, I have a trauma and I really don't want to tell you about it. And I was like, okay. And they never did. I mean, we talked around it. I mean, the dreams kept bringing it up, but you know, we just talked around it and we just had it in the room. And, um, and it was really profound for this person, for me not to be like, you have to, you have to talk about the trauma. You have to do this. You know, I was like, you know, this is your journey. It's not mine and let's honor it. And so we had it in the room and it was so healing for this person just to have it in the room and not be like all our attention on it. Cause the dreams weren't all our attention on it. The dreams were like, that's true. And so is all this other stuff. That's still here. And so is all this other stuff. And then it got to be a balance instead of this like imbalance, if you will. Um, right. The other thing I was, was going to say about what to do, like, if you do have a dream where there's a gesture in a dream, like a physical movement in a dream that's really powerful, I would suggest actually doing it in your waking life. So, like, uh, I had this dream where um, this beautiful white wolf walking with me, and it was very tall, and it talked, it was a magical wolf. And, um, and it's sometimes, like, when I'm having a hard time, I'll just, like, reach out my hand and I'll pet it. <laughs> Or I put my hand on its back, um, literally in my waking life, sometimes in the grocery store. I get a little overwhelmed in grocery stores sometimes. So like, no, not so much anymore because no one's there when I go. But, uh, you know, like, you know, if I'm just like, oh, I'll just put my hand out and I'll just feel the wolf's fur on my hand. And that is a huge thing to do. You know, if I like, if I want to go to the moment of sitting with my back against the tree and I can't get out there because I'm working or whatever, I'll just like sit on the floor and put my back against the wall and just imagine it's the tree. So there's something about like doing the physical gesture we're doing in the dream to bring something back. Cause again, that's actually engaging the body. Um, and, and when you engage the body in that way, it actually ignites and evokes and wakes up our body's knowing. So um, it can be really powerful. I also do this thing where like, I'll stand up and just turn. <laughs> if I'm like really focused on something I need to not be focused on, I'll just get up and I'll turn 180 degrees and I'll face something from my dream that I need to be looking toward rather than, so, but, so some kind of physical gesture from a dream is also really helpful. I, I like that a lot. That's. I, I've been doing that, but I hadn't thought about it in that way before. So that's great. I really like that. Yeah. Wow. Have we been talking for an hour? I think so. Almost. This has been so awesome. And yeah, like Mary Kay said, I think we could have to talk about a lot more things because there's so yeah, more more things we could talk about, but I'm really, really glad we did this in that. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much for having me. I don't know. Now my brain is kind of like full up. <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks so much, Sue, for being with us and sharing who you are and what you do. It's brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Thank um, you. 
it almost feels like we need to bring you back another time. To talk about I'd be happy to things. come back. And yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I am starting my, you know, I have this uh, website called an etymology of dreaming where some of my writing is. And um, I started a podcast like years ago and have been so sporadic, but like, I'm, I'm starting to get back to it. I'm getting to get back to it. And I'd love to have you guys on my show when we get there. <laughs> I want to hear more about you guys too. So, uh, cool. anyway, so that that cool. you're gonna get that invitation as soon as I get my awesome, cool my stuff together. All right, cool. Well, sounds like it's time to bring it to a close. Thank you so much, and everyone out there, listen to us. Um, dreaming back to the earth and amazing, helping us remember who we are through our dreams, to our connections with the earth. Until we meet again. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.